Hello, Life Group leaders. I'm Pastor Roy, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's Life Group Leaders podcast. As we get ready to start week three of the current sermon-based study 24-6, I hope that what you've heard in the sermon so far has inspired you and gotten you thinking about how to incorporate the Sabbath rest in your lives. This week, Pastor Chris will be talking about how we can implement that rest that God desires us to have. Let's take a look at this week's study guide. As always, we begin with an icebreaker question. Last week, we talked about the longest week we've worked in our lives. We're going to shift gears this week and share about rest. The icebreaker question this week is, what was the most restful vacation you have ever taken? When I thought about this question for me, I realized that not all of the vacations I have taken were restful. Sometimes there have been days filled with sightseeing, like the trip we took to Israel in 2018, or days dealing with crowds at places like Disney World. In recent years, I would have to say that the most restful vacation I have had was a trip to the Poconos, where we stayed at a resort called the Inn at Pocono Manor. It was a quiet vacation filled not with lots of sightseeing or rides, but instead with relaxation, nature walks, and quiet times. Much more restful than many other vacations. Spend a little time in your group sharing on this, but don't let it eat into the group time too much. There are a lot of great questions this week, and you want to spend as much time as you can working through them. This week's sermon should generate a lot of good discussion. In the Reflecting on the Sermon section of the guide, there are two sets of questions based on Pastor Chris's sermon. The first set of questions asks, how did the sermon speak to you and uh, about the idea of rest? Was there anything in the sermon that surprised or challenged you? If so, what? While I'm sure that these questions will generate lots of discussion, I would try to keep it short because I believe that the next set of questions may prove to be more impactful because it focuses on what we are planning to do to implement what we have been learning about rest in our lives. This set of questions asks, how will you implement what you have learned about rest in your life? What is your plan? What would you consider non-negotiable? We really want to see people taking what they've learned and coming up with a real plan on how to implement and how to think about what elements of that plan they are willing to make non-negotiable. Last week we heard how Chick-fil-A has made closing their restaurants on Sundays a non-negotiable even though it means foregoing the large profit that could be made were they to open that day. But God has blessed them because of it. When we make a time of Sabbath rest non-negotiable in our lives, God will bless that. As members of your group share their plans, encourage them. You might even want to consider setting up some form of accountability in the group in order to help each other to implement those plans. That could be a group thing or even a partnership between individual, individual members of the group. 
As the leader, as your group moves into the future, consider checking in with them every so often to see how they are doing with their plans for Sabbath rest. That brings us to the digger, digging deeper section of the guide. If you don't get to this section because the sermon questions generate a lot of discussion, that's okay. If you don't get through all of the digging deeper questions, that's okay too. And you don't have to go through them in the order they are written. In fact, as you prepare for your group time this week, think about which of the three sets of questions in this section you think will have the most impact and maybe start with that one first. Let's take a look at these questions. The first set of questions is based on Luke chapter 11, verse 46, and Matthew chapter 11, verses 27 to 30. Have two group members each read one of these passages. As I have mentioned before, this is a good way to get the quieter people in your group involved. The passage from Luke is important to set up the questions based on Matthew 11, so be sure to read both passages before asking the questions. In Luke 11:46, Jesus is addressing the Pharisees and the experts in religious law. He's pointing out to them that they are burdening God's people with man-made rules, adding restrictions and ordinances to the command to rest on the Sabbath, that were not in God's original commands. In the passage from Matthew, Jesus promised rest to those who are weary and bear heavy burdens. The first question here asks, based on the passages you just read, what were the burdens that the original audience Jesus was addressing would have been bearing? What was Jesus inviting them to do? Over the centuries between the time when God gave the people of Israel his laws and regulations through Moses, the number of commands had increased from the hundreds to the thousands as the religious leaders of Israel found ways to expand them through oral tradition called the Mishnah. In Matthew 15, verses 6 to 9, Jesus was condemning this expansion when he said, Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Hypocrites! Well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, These people draw near to me with their mouth, and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. In the book Take the Day Off, Robert Morris points out that Jesus recognized that they, the Pharisees, turned what God meant to be a blessing into a burdensome obligation. Jesus was telling the people of Israel that in following him, in living by his words, they could lay down the heavy burdens of legalism and experience the blessing of Sabbath rest that God had originally intended for them. The next two sets of questions are personal reflection questions designed to get people to look at the passage in Matthew and reflect on what it means to them. The first question on this passage asks, in Matthew 11:29, Jesus tells us to take his yoke upon us and then, in verse 30, 
He says that his yoke is easy to bear and his burden is light. What does that mean to you? The second question asks, look again at Matthew 11, 28 to 30. What do you think the rest that Jesus speaks of looks like? Since these are personal reflection questions, if you get to them, try to get, to get those in your group who don't talk much to answer them. Don't push them, but encourage them. The next set of questions is based on Mark 2, verses 23 to 28. Have someone read that passage and then point out that in Mark 2:27, in the NIV, Jesus proclaims that the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Jesus was pointing out a flaw in the legalistic religious mindset of the Pharisees. The first question here is, what was the flaw that Jesus was pointing out? How had the Sabbath become flawed? This points back to what we talked about earlier regarding Luke 11:46. The flaw that Jesus was pointing out was all of the man-made ordinances that the religious leaders of Israel had added to God's commands. The Sabbath had become flawed not because of the scriptural law, but because of the Pharisaic interpretation of that law. The next question here asks, what do you think Jesus meant when he said that the Sabbath was made for man? Jesus was establishing two new positive principles regarding the Sabbath, which he points to in verses 27 and 28 of Mark chapter 2. God intended for the Sabbath to be a blessing to his people and not a burden. The first principle that Jesus was establishing was that God intended for the Sabbath to be for the spiritual and physical benefit of his people, not the heavy, impossible burden that it became by the demands of the religious leaders on people to observe man-made rules. This was an idea that was completely opposite to the idea that the religious leaders held concerning the Sabbath, that God created man solely for the purpose of having someone to observe the Sabbath. The second principle that Jesus established in this passage was a claim of deity. If the Sabbath was made for man, then the Son of Man, as man's Lord and representative, has authority over it. In making that claim, Jesus was actually stating his equality with God, since the Sabbath is the Lord's day. For the last set of questions, we turn to three passages. Exodus chapter 20, verse 8, Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 15, and Luke chapter 22, verse 19. Have three people in the group read these passages before you ask the questions. As I look at this set of questions, I believe they may be the most impactful questions in the Digging Deeper section of the study guide because of the application to our lives found in the second question. The questions are prefaced with the following statement. The Lord is a God who remembers. He remembers his promises to his people, and when God remembers, he acts on his memory. 
We see this in the story of Noah. In Genesis 8-1, we read that God remembered Noah and caused the rain to stop and the flood to recede. The words remember or remembrance appear in the three passages you just read. The first question here is, why do you think God wants us to remember? And how does this apply to rest? Just as when God remembers, he acts on that memory, I believe that God wants us to do the same. Specifically, I believe that God wants us to remember the things he has done for us, for us collectively in giving his son for us, and for us individually in the things that he has done in our lives, the blessings he has given us. And I believe that this applies to rest for this reason. Um, when, we when we remember all that God has done for us in the past, we can face the trials and difficulties of the present and future and experience peace. We can be at rest despite the circumstances because of his faithfulness. And that brings us to the last question, a question that I think should be quite impactful and encouraging as we answer it. What would it look like if we took time each week to remember the things that God has done in our lives? Thinking about this could be life-changing for some, and it could have an effect on people we come into contact with throughout our lives as we remember and share what God has done for us. Well, that's it for this week. I'm believing that this study will be encouraging, impactful, and in some cases life-changing as we take the time to see how the blessing of rest is a gift from God and look to truly incorporate it into our lives. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the gift of rest. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who is our true Sabbath rest. We thank you for showing us through your word that not only is your rest not a burden, but it is truly a blessing. Lord, I pray that as we study and talk about all that you have shown us through your word, that we will be inspired and that we will be encouraged and we will be an encouragement to others who need to understand the Sabbath rest that you want for all of us. Lord, bless our time in groups this week, bless our conversations, and help us all to grow in your love and in love for each other. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all as you lead this week. Have a great time in groups. <laughs>